All right, welcome everybody to episode five of the Xbox Live Party Podcast USA stream. It's slim pickings tonight, everybody. We uh we got just just two of us, just me and Power Man. It's Friday night. Everybody's got better things to do, but we're here to talk about games. Yes, we are. And yesterday was that pinnacle of the year where we recognize the best games or what the critics say were the best games. I mean, come on now. We all didn't yeah. agree with everything. Yeah. So uh, to make a long story short, Power, what have you been playing? Oh, well. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of the same. Um, I've been really kind of trying to put some work in on the Halo Infinite campaign, uh, which is, you know, which is excellent so far. Pretty impressed with that. Um, finishing up Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and I've actually kind of dove back into, um, <clears throat> I was, I used to be a pretty big fan of Warframe. So I've been kind of diving in the new, that stuff. They have a new, uh, a new campaign or story or whatever it is they call it that's coming out on the 15th um, that I've been looking forward to for a while now. So i uh, just been kind of doing that, man, kind of bouncing around, you know, checking out some some stuff on Game Pass and some stuff on uh, and some stuff on Steam as well. So uh, pretty, pretty busy week, man. What about you? Shout out to uh, Old Faithful in the chat. Themba, what's up? I, you I'll know, tell you, man, I, always love it. Yeah, he, always. I, got, I think we got our first dedicated fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as you can see on screen right now, I've been playing Hail Infinite campaign and don't know if we got a, enough to talk about for an hour and a half, but I did capture the first two missions in entirety on Heroic and playing that for you all tonight. And that's basically, other than downloading some Game Pass games, some indie games, in order to get my five games downloaded through the Game Pass app, uh, I've been building PCs this week. Um, I've got a brand new system that I captured this on. I uh, I finally dumped that AMD FX 8350. Yes, I know it is the small block 350 of processors. It's still has enough but it was time for me to move to Ryzen and I couldn't be happier and building my daughter a PC as well we're going to make her a, a Ryzen system as well but other than playing Halo Infinite and watching the game awards and working too much and building PCs that's pretty much been my week <laughs> so yeah I tell you that the FX uh, chip is so good man <laughs> like and even to this day like i know people who have pcs that still run and do decent you know what i mean with, with that with that processor so i mean it's eight cores eight threads at four gigahertz it's yeah. i mean it still has enough grunt to to get it done i mean it really yes if you can't i wouldn't recommend anybody using an AMD FX 8350 with anything higher than a 1080 because at that point you're going to bottleneck yourself. Yeah. 
But yeah. if it was, if you don't have anything better than a 1080 graphics card, and unfortunately though the FX 8350s, they're they're still so popular on eBay that you will literally pay an art you'll pay more for a Ryzen than you will for a Ryzen chip if you go on eBay and look for a new FX 8350. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Everything now is just crazy, you know what I mean? But um oh yeah, the uh the two you know. uh so anybody who's wondering, I'm on a Ryzen 5 uh 2600 and um that chip when I bought it was $192. And when I went back to buy another one for my daughter's build, it was already $220. So the price was the I must have caught it before the price went up for Christmas. And now the price is steadily climbing. So yeah, it's the rise of the you know the crypto boom and um the chip shortages have just turned, you know, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of hardware into rare commodities that it costs more than they ever should have. <laughs> oh my chat is the chat is killing me. Yeah. Uh, Thimber. <laughs> you mean Loot River? <laughs> the game isn't really that hard. You just need some precision. <laughs> oh, it's great. Him and Fabio. It's awesome. <laughs> but, well, Power, what do you want to go over first? Do you want to go over Halo Infinite or do you want to talk about the Game Awards last night? Um, let's talk about some Halo first. You know, we'll just we'll just ease in, you know. As I'm running around here bashing all these grunts in the head, being me. Yeah, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I, just, I just played that part recently, actually, everybody. Such a good game, you know. So hey, well uh, done. Anybody, anybody watching, Thimber, uh, in the comments, will you let us know how that's coming over on YouTube? Um, because uh, sometimes StreamYards is nice to us, and sometimes it's not. On my screen, it looks like it's smooth, but YouTube may be a different story. Hmm. But at the same time, this these first two levels of oh it just brought back so much nostalgia i thought i was running around forerunner tech again i mean i was just in heaven all the reflective surfaces the high res floors walls weapons i was like oh it's like it's like halo grew up it grew up in six years oh my goodness yeah, it did it feels modern you know yeah. it feels like it feels like they added a lot of stuff that a lot of other games have been doing, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, people were fighting back and forth about whether or not they should have Sprint. I think that was done really well. You know what I mean? Like, they were able to kind of find a good balance between, like, you know, not not turning it into – and not turning it into Call of Duty, but also kind of bringing it into, you know, into 2021. Yeah, you, so, for anybody who's wondering, you do have Sprint. I mean, you can, you can walk with the left analog – or you can push the left analog in, and you do get a little bit of a, a jog, but it's nothing like it's nothing like Halo Five, where you can just where you literally turn into a cross country sprinter running with a mm -hmm. sword to take somebody out. It's nothing like that, but you right. can definitely still tell the uh, the the difference in movement. It it is it's a very happy uh, middle ground. 
from having a full on sprint. And then just something to kind of get you. And you don't, if you think about it, you don't really need a full on sprint anyway, because I've been using that grappling hook to pull me forward. And like right there, I just, you know, if, if I'm, if my sprint's not moving me fast enough, that grappling hook will move me faster. Well, yeah, that's the saying. Like, you know, the, um, <clears throat> the addition of the grapple shot really kind of added a new variant to how you play Halo, in my opinion. Like looking at something, now I'm looking at things. And I'm like, okay, well, do I need to, do I need to be grapple shotting up there to like get a better perspective? Or if I'm fighting down here, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I have a grapple shot. I could just kind of, you know, zip over there and, and and get out of trouble or what have you, you know. So yeah, this uh, this gameplay right here, I did especially for the podcast. Um, I just went straight through it. Uh, my first playthrough, it took me like two hours to get through this part because all those little drop ships on the outside, you know, out there outside this room, I was like, I was going everywhere trying to find the skulls. And <laughs> I didn't, I knew people just didn't want to see me falling and dying over and over and over trying to grapple shot around everywhere to look for skulls. Really? Yeah. Which I'm glad the skulls are back. That is, that's Halo lore. It's kind of like a uh, firefight. 343, where's my firefight at? Hmm. Fire, I, I, I think firefight would translate really well into this game, too. You know, like as, as far as like, you know, having that large world or something that you could just kind of launch, you know, people into and, and have that round base type stuff, I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Oh, Stimber's not very good at first-person shooters. <laughs> we gotta play. We gotta play with Stimber sometime, man. That'd be fun. Yes, we do. Oh, but yeah, I mean that, and I mean the sound. I, I know they've got a different composer, and he really did a really he did a really good job. Uh, See, so you can sneak around in this game. They didn't know I was there until I come around the corner and grapple shot him. I actually snuck in there, which, unlike Far Cry, <laughs> you let one person sees you and I, the whole base knows you're there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, and I tell you, even on like the normal mode, I was surprised that, um, you know, a couple of things happened and I just randomly died. And I was like, wow, what? 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 I was shocked. I was shocked, and everybody's saying that it like uh, at legendary is actually pretty intense, you know. Yep, yep. My first playthrough on heroic, I uh, yeah, I died a lot. Hmm. <laughs> That's why you're watching this on normal because I didn't want to yeah. die for the Dude, camera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was like. I was like, man, you know, I don't know. I was I was taking some clips, you know, and I was doing some pretty epic stuff in, in multiplayer, but uh <laughs> it is some of the grunt uh reactions that that they do are hilarious, man. You know, like uh the little comments and stuff that they make. Oh <laughs> like, god. Like if one of them if one of them kills you, he's like, I really, I really didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> Some of them Dude, were killing me, bro. Have you like snuck into a room and just kind of sat there and listened to the little grunts talk to each other? Oh yeah, it's hilarious. hilarious. It's it's hilarious. Like that one, um, 
you know, I, 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 I noticed it when I played it, but I saw somebody posted on Twitter <laughs> that the, there was a grunt saying, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna kiss a banister, something like that. And it was, like, <laughs> <laughs> was oh my goodness, oh, they've just. Well, some yeah. of them are, or some of them are savage. You know, they're like they're talking about killing, you know, killing the humans and like the Spartans dead. And I was like, wow, you know, this is uh, pretty intense. Yeah, there was this this one part where uh, this grunt, I got, I got, he stuck me with a plasma grenade, and he was like. Uh, the Spartan is not here, but I am. Wow! I killed the Spartan. Yeah, I mean, he was just so happy for himself. And the, and those snipers, oh. man, snipers are no joke. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite weapons in here. Is that uh, that? Um, I don't know if it's Covenant or if it's Banished, but the red rifle, dude. Yeah, yeah, that thing is nasty. Well, it's, one it's of the, even nastier when you get shot by it. It's like, oh god, where the hell did oh, that yeah. come from? I gotta, I gotta end that now. What are you playing, Power? Can you hear something? I hear a bunch of clicking. Uh oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm you're fine. To, I was trying to adjust my audio. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. We're all okay. gamers here. Oh. I was, I was adjusting my audio. Sorry. Sometimes on the uh, on the Saturday show, I'll just kick back and I'll back my controller will be clear in camera's view and I'll just be sitting there playing. Oh yeah, yeah. And Fabio always makes yeah. a comment about it. <laughs> like, oh, you're so bored with us. Oh man. <sighs> well, yeah. I I think that we should talk about the game awards now. I think it's time to rip the bandaid off. All right. Well. We seem to be, I just I almost feel like everybody's adopting this open world um, aspect. I mean, so Halo's done it. Um, now the new Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2, which I mean, I loved Alan Wake, so I'm extremely pumped about it. But then when he said open world survival horror, I'm like, I don't, I mean, the, so the first Alan Wake wasn't quite like seriously linear. You could veer off the path a little bit. Expanding that to be fully open world. And the new Sonic is going, is going to be open world too. And that actually looked very intriguing. I may have to play, I may have to pick that Sonic game up. I was, Yeah. I'll have to do that. Yeah. Dude, I I thought Sonic was looked awesome. I think the new I think the movie new movie looks awesome and I'm really kind of excited about the new game, you know. I'll admit I, back in the day I was um you know, I was a, I was a, I was a second Genesis kid, you know what I'm saying? Like I like I loved. I mean, I like Nintendo, don't get me wrong, but I was a Sega kid, you know, through and through. I was Oh yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. I was uh Kid Chameleon, I was Vector Man, um, and, and all those different titles. You know what I mean? And the, you know, I don't know if you remember the original X Men game that was on there, that was on like Sega and Super Nintendo. Much more rare on Super Nintendo, but oh man, killed that game. Um, I, I was so that good. kid that was 
going to the grocery store on the weekends, waiting for that new electronic gaming monthly magazine to come out just so I could see what uh, Mortal Kombat 2 looked better on the Super Nintendo or the Genesis. Oh man, we'll do the Genesis had blood. That was the huge, that yes. was the crazy defining thing was that Sega was, you know, they were willing to put uh, you know blood in it, or I can't remember exactly what it was, but man, that, that, that to me was like, so anyway, so I, I loved Sonic. Like I, I, I killed all the Sonic games, uh, Sonic and Knuckles. I was putting Sonic three on top of Sonic and Knuckles to get the new levels. Um, and I think that this new game looks awesome in, in my opinion, just a little bit that I see of it, but it looks to me like they're doing just enough to let them have enough room to get around fast, but not making it to where it's just basically a one big long tunnel that you go through. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, similarly to kind of how I felt, I mean, obviously a much dumbed down version, but like Sega Saturn, whenever they had Sonic, I think, I think it was Sonic CD or Sonic 3D or, or something like that. But um, I remember playing that one and uh, it, you know, it's, Sonic's overdue, man. It's time. It's time for a good, open world like triple a sonic game you know uh not to not to get too far off the topic but when you uh we started talking sega genesis my favorite franchise on the genesis was the desert strike jungle strike and urban strike games where you flew the helicopter around and took care of uh yeah that was oh yeah actually i remember those i remember those yeah. I would say, and I think the franchise games too were so good back then. Like, uh, I thought the Jurassic Park game for Sega was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the X Men game. You know, a couple of the Batman games were really cool. Um, I don't know. The sixteen bit era is one of my favorite eras of gaming. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah. Now look at where we're at. Yeah. Now <laughs> it's crazy. Now, now it's you know patches and you know. Ongoing games, games as services, you know, all that craziness that's going on right now. But, you know, I don't know. As far as far as like the game awards to me, um, I, I just come right out and hit, you know, I, if I had to rate it out of 10, I, I have to give it like a seven, man. And, and the reason why I do that is because <clears throat> I feel like it was just like one giant ad, you know, like there was a lot of. Um, a lot of filler and a lot of fluff. I, it, I feel like when I got like two, two and a half hours in, man, like my eyes were kind of <laughs> starting, starting to yeah. cross over, you know, to you know like, it, it's funny you say that because I mentioned the same thing in on Twitter and in other podcasts I've been on that it just, I mean, I look at the game awards now as the Super Bowl and People are talking about the commercials. Well, I want to see the world premieres. I'm, that's it. I mean, it's a point. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll root for the home team. But at the, at the end of the day, it's a popularity contest. Right. And we, yeah. I mean, we saw the Series X and we saw Sinuous Saga for the very first time, Game Awards, two years ago. And yeah. ta-da, here we are. So... Yeah. I don't know. I it definitely, it definitely like this, in my opinion, I don't think that this year's show hit as hard as that show. I think that show was just crazy. Nobody saw it coming. I do think that Hellblade stole the show. I don't think that there was anything that showed better than, than Hellblade did. In my opinion, uh, I was pretty blown away by that. And um, it wasn't even something that I was expecting to see, which was also nice. You know what I mean? As far as I had, as far as we knew, 
um, Ninja Theory was still kind of deep in development or what have you, but clearly they have a working version of the game going right now. And to be honest, I was watching that. I didn't even know it was gameplay until she picked up the spear. And right. I was like, oh my God, this is gameplay? Like I literally thought that it was another CGI trailer. We were seeing like a war scene or something like that. And, and it literally kicked back behind her, you know, the way that, that Hellblade does in, in the first game. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and even Jeff Keighley kept saying, I have confirmed this was gameplay. And it was like, oh my, oh, and a dealer gaming. Good friend, shout out to you, dealer. He uh, he brought it up in his video that he released today. That we're not we're we we're just scratching the surface of our DNA too. There's stuff that they've not even that aren't even being used yet. And I have to give a shout out to the Matrix game too because it was other than Hellblade, the Matrix game was the other big shower. Mm-hmm. It did look like we were watching a movie, especially when Neo and what's-her-name was talking to each other in the car there. And I did yeah. catch a little bit of pixelation around the, around Neo's cheeks, and I was like, oh, that's not video. That's actually graphics. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's going to be and awesome. It it's crazy. That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we are just scratching the surface. A lot of people are, are, are thinking that these consoles are somehow done and we're not even, and we're just barely a year into the life cycle. Like these, we haven't even seen a whole lot of true quote unquote, next generation games. 2022, I think is mounting up to be one of the best years of gaming ever. Like from literally from like February all the way through till next November, whenever Starfield drops, is going to be insane. And I have no idea how I'm going to be able to play all these games. Thember brought up a good point in the chat. He, uh, I didn't know the Coalition helped with the Matrix game. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. And the fact that, you know what that tells me, and didn't, did they already confirm that Gear 6 was going to be an Unreal Engine 5, right? Yes. Did they already? Okay, so that tells me, because did you play that demo? Have you, mm-hmm. have you tried, have you tried the experience, the uh, Matrix Awakens experience? No, okay, I have not. So you need to do that. Okay, because that game is, okay, it is essentially like an interactive unreal engine five demo okay and you're driving around with uh this woman and essentially kind of running away from the police and agents and things like that right right out of the movie like on the freeway the free the famous freeway scene from the matrix and you're shooting and then later on after you go through this really cool like uh action scene you they kind of like dump you into the world to walk around and just kind of explore and you can like, you know, you essentially can like fly in the air and, you know, kind of like play out the landscape and all that. I'm telling you, dude, it is a whole city and there's no pop in the lighting. You can mess with the lighting and change it day night cycle, all that kind of stuff. It is insane. And to think that like this is what they're going to be building a lot of different video games on is super exciting. OK, forgive me if I butcher this, but. Vinicius de Souza Santos. Hello, Brazil. 
<laughs> in the house. That's right. I probably butchered it. I apologize. I'm telling you, listen, it, it just makes me think if there's anybody that can make a good matrix game, it'd be the coalition. Is all I'm saying. And if that and if that is any indicator, I, I tell you, I tell you, Bob, you just need to go, you go download it. It's like 20 gigs and give it a shot. And I'm telling you, your mind's going to be blown. I was playing on the Series S and my mind was blown. Oh, I can play it. I can download it on my console. I don't have to do it on my PC. Yes. No, bro. <gasps> it is, it, it's not even on PC. Oh, I know, I know what I'm doing right after the show. Oh, yeah, man. It's crazy. I was super. That was probably my second most impressed thing. I, I was most impressed with Hellblade just because of the showcase and like how they showed it. And that was probably one of the, probably, you know, the best parts of a game that they could load up with that like deformed giant or troll or whatever. It's just like crawling around. It was crazy, man. Uh, super impressed with Hellblade. Um, as far as like the rest of the show, I was uh, a couple of games that kind of stuck out to me that I didn't expect. Um, did you like, how'd you feel about that? Um, Evil West. I thought Evil West looked really cool. Did yeah, you, I did. did, you watch I did that? Like, yes, I did like Evil West. Um, it kind of it reminded me. It was kind kind of reminded me of sort of Revolver meets Death Store. Yeah, it gave me that vibe. Yeah, yeah, so, it reminded yeah. me of a game a game that I played on the original Xbox, and it was like a um, I can't remember the name of it, but he was a cowboy vampire, and you just like jumped around from like trains, and it was all like western and stuff like that. But this is third person. I, I was impressed with it. I thought it looked really cool graphically. Um, I thought that uh, I thought that Suicide Squad looked pretty good. I was actually kind of impressed with the gameplay on that. That looks like it could be fun. I Hopefully, did, you know, I did too. But you know, so the so the late the last two superhero games, you know, one was a flop and one turned out to be a sleeper hit. Yeah, and yes, I'm talking about Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, and. Right. Just the way the gameplay looked, I'm not saying that's going to be bad because I am a big fan of Suicide Squad. But to me, it looked like it was borrowing a lot from Avengers and its gameplay and its its art direction. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I mean, can, if, I, yeah, I can see. As that. long as it doesn't, as long as it doesn't falter like Avengers did, then I'm great with it. I mean, I didn't have a problem with the way Avengers looked. I, I had a problem with being the Hulk and it taking me forever to freaking beat somebody down. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because, and we talked about this before, but it reminded me of like, you know, it, it, it was very jarring when you're playing. Like, I, I used to play The Division a lot. And when I play The Division, you know, you get all these boss battles with a guy, with a normal human being, and you're having to unload seven, eight, nine clips, a couple bombs, and a drone, and a drone squad. You know what I mean to kill this thing. So, you know, I I, I enjoyed the game. Um, I thought that Avengers had more to offer than I think it gave than people gave it credit for. Um, it's but at the same time, uh, it's the exact reason why Guardians of the Galaxy never was never really given a shot. Um, thankfully, it got some love on the Game Awards. Man, best narrative. I was really like, happy to see that game get a little bit of you know. <clears throat> you know, showing and recognition because I think it deserves it, man, you know, and, and, and it could have, it could have taken a couple more awards in my opinion. And shout out to the community of gamers that are responsible for that too. 
because I would say that if anything, maybe Guardians got a little less publicity and advertising than Avengers did, but the community really embraced it and it was being talked about on every podcast. And I even I went out and I actually went out and bought it. I down I bought it on the Xbox store. Because that night that I was on RDX and they just kept talking about it, I'm like, okay, you're gonna make me buy another game. Okay, all right, I'll do it. And I was glad I did. I mean, it's amazing. The banter between them is the comedy. It's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I gamers, I feel like really put it out there by word of mouth and and really helped that game to to get more a lot more recognition than I think it would have if it just would have dropped and everybody would have been like oh that's just another avengers i'm gonna move on you know so i was i was glad about that um i gotta say i was super disappointed that uh psychonauts didn't get anything i think that that game deserved a lot of recognition that game is so good um and was, yeah, was one of the few games that i actually finished this year all the way through and like in like basically two or three sittings um and usually it takes a pretty good game you know so uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it was there, and a lot of people are, you know, gave it a lot of praise, you know. And of course, you know, Halo winning the People's Choice Award that was awesome, you know. Yeah, but I was kind of, I was so I was kind of disappointed that they just kind of mentioned that and moved on. I was, I would have really liked to have seen Phil and Larry Herb on stage. Um, somebody from 343 accepting that award. I mean, it was the only thing that the fans really had a hand in. I mean, I thought it should have been showcased more than it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do agree. It was very fast, you know? Um, and I do think that it was that, that is something that was picked by the gamers and for the gamers. Um, you know, nobody, nobody was holding each other's hand uh, and telling anybody to do that. It, it was just something that people, um voted for and obviously people love it and i do think that we could have spent a little bit more time uh talking about it yeah absolutely you know what i mean and, and to those i mean i i don't consider myself a fanboy i prefer xbox but i love playstation games too their exclusives are phenomenal um but so on twitter I don't really like go out there and cheerlead for Xbox. I just more or less like to put people who are one-sided and close-minded in their place. And for it being all the quote-unquote bangers were in that list to be voted for as well. And for the top five games were Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, and Resident Evil 5? I get that right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, couldn't take a break from fighting your meaningless battle on Twitter to vote for the games that you cap for all the time? I guess not. Uh, it's not yeah. Must not be that important. But, you know, but anyway, I, the hypocrisy of Twitter will never end, you know, sir. So that's that is the uh, the sad truth, unfortunately. 
You know, and when I joined Twitter um, 10, 12 years ago, I didn't join it for gaming or anything. I joined it because I'm a big football fan and NFL. And all the leaks were coming out on Twitter leading up to the draft. Who was going where? You always found out on Twitter who was getting traded first. And now they've got apps like that. They got apps for that, like Bleacher Report and stuff like that now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then I embraced my my love of gaming, and now that's primarily what I do on Twitter is share my love of gaming and try and fight off the fanboys. But enough about that. Um, we got to get into some of the really strange things that happened at the game awards um there was a game that for a second there i wasn't really sure what i was looking at and jeff Keeley, he introduced it as the i guess their first game advertisement ever and the game was called splitterhead mm-hmm. and it wow it kind of reminded me if if okay so if resident evil slept with um sunset overdrive you would wind up with splitterhead <laughs> it was yeah it was just so odd especially at the very end of the trailer when that old woman was on the balcony and her and, and it just all kind of came back into her face and then she it was, when it you know faded out she just she looked like nice old grandma <laughs> yeah yeah, that yeah. was that was crazy with the with the faces and the and the I, I don't know I don't know what was going on there, but it definitely looked a, you know out there. I, I'm not I'm not sure what to think of it myself, but um, it was a little strange. <laughs> I'll give it that. And um, so you, I, I did. I liked. Uh, I can't wait to play um, Suicide Squad either. Um, but what about Wonder Woman, man? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I feel I really feel like DC is coming out. I think DC is tired of uh, Marvel, and don't get me wrong, I got love for Marvel too. But I'm also a huge DC fan. I have to say that I'm really a DC fan over a Marvel fan because my favorite characters are Batman, Superman, um, mm-hmm. Robin. You know, yeah. all those guys. But yeah, I, I mean, I can... let's let's face it, DC makes better movies. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. Really I think that. Like... Go I ahead. Think that you know, I think that um, I've always kind of thought. Number one, uh, up until recently, DC really kind of owned uh, video games, and I think an- especially like animated movies. Their animated movies are top notch. Um, all the Batman's, uh, the Justice League the Teen Titan um, animated films and things of that nature. So with that being said, I do think that Marvel, the MCU is superior, but I don't think it's for the same reasons that a lot of other people think. I think that it's just a matter of them being able to appeal to a larger audience. You know what I mean? I see. I kind of like my superhero uh, films to be kind of, you know, like dark real and real and you know, and to have a lot of things going on and to be like, have real loss in them you know what i mean um so i think that 
Suicide Squad might do a good job of finding a balance between appealing to the people who enjoy the Marvel Cinematic Universe and people that enjoy DC characters. Um, personally, I would like them to kind of like get away from Superman being a bad guy all the time and just come out with a Superman game. You know, something open world can fly around, you know, and, and do a lot of really cool things and fight, you know, giant aliens or whatever it is you want to do. But uh, I, I agree. I, I love the DC universe. I love the characters. And I think games like Gotham Knights are going to be sick. I mean, for God's sake, the Arkham Asylum games are probably uh, some of my top games. So if Wonder Woman, uh, and I believe they're using the Nemesis engine, right? So they're using... um the same thing that they use for the shadow of uh, Mordor and the shadow of war titles, which both of those games, um, albeit they had some negative press, at least in shadow of war were excellent. I thought they were like really high budget, everything and they looked good. And I thought the nemesis system was interesting. Um, and I played enough of them to kind of like dive into the randomness of the orcs and, and how, how they can kind of change the battlefield and like what happens to you and, you know, as your game progresses. So I think Wonder Woman is going to be pretty cool. I mean, I need to see some gameplay, obviously, but um, if they if they stick to that formula, I think that's a good formula for Wonder Woman. I think she'll translate really well into that world. So, so Power Man, what you're saying is when you said controversy, you're, you got to be re referring to Mudgate, right? What's that? Oh, oh Mud yeah. Um, I was talking about... Uh, well, Shadow of War had a lot of issues whenever it came out, similar to uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, right? They had a lot of microtransactions problems and uh, things that were, I guess, like held back behind paywalls, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but were you, were you, are you referring to like the graphical downgrade? Is that what you were talking about? Um, well, Mudgate was the... Um... Referring referring to the ground textures from Xbox to PlayStation. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Where you actually saw pebbles and gravel and sticks and stuff on the Xbox version, but it was so blurred out on the PlayStation version that it looked like mud, and they said that that was done on purpose. Of course, they did. <sighs> so, um. So we've talked about the Sonic open world game. It's going to be called Sonic Frontiers. Um, a weird splitterhead. Now, I really liked Warhammer Vermintide 2. I love playing that game. It's a lot of fun. But, I mean, it's finding people to play it with. Um, when these new games keep coming out and everybody's attention gets pulled away. But um, I'm not really sure what I've seen there. Did I see... Is it going to be a new story? Are there going to be new characters? I mean, it's... What did, you what did you take from that, Power? Because I'm not really sure what I saw. Is it going to be an add-on or is it just going to be... Is it going to be a different campaign? You know, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not really 100% sure. I feel like I need to see a little bit more to, to get like a full understanding of it. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, maybe potentially, you know, uh, but like you said, I don't really know. Um, I don't know what we're seeing. You know what I mean? We need to see a little bit more and understand uh, what it is they're trying to do, you know? 
Well, and um, so I really, the more I keep seeing of the reboot of Saints Row, the more I keep saying, oh, I'm pre-ordering that. Yeah, I'm liking sorry. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really liking that. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get into Saints Row on 360. Um, my wife got into it, and she played it a lot with her friends, like Get Out of Hell and Saints Row Two. And I didn't, I didn't really. I was, just, I just kind of looked at it. I'm like, yeah, you know. But the more I'm seeing about this reboot, I'm thinking. Wow, now I know why they called it like a GTA clone, but it looks like it's more fun because people are just assholes in GTA. I'm sure you could be an asshole in that game too, but you know, it just looks like it may be a lot of fun to play with friends. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks like it has potential. It looks it looks like a, a little bit better than it did uh, when they initially showed it. Um, I was a little bit more interested in it this time around. Um, but I will have to say, Timber made a good point about some of the Warhammer games that were on the Game Awards. And I was actually really shocked at how good Space Marine 2 showcased. And I was um, watching the video. I watched the trailer. You know, I went back. And I was like, man, you know, this this looks really good. And if they do it right, that game could be a pretty awesome. And I know that, like, you know, there's a lot of Warhammer fatigue because there's a lot of games out there, you know, with the Warhammer title behind it, you know, from mobile all the way up through PC um, and RTSs and stuff. But well, uh, in its defense, it's a massive universe. It is. It is. It's huge. It's designed that way. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's designed... 40,000 years into the future of mankind in order to kind of showcase that, okay, really there's no boundaries into what you can do and tell or say uh, in the Warhammer universe. And, and the space Marines are sick. And the main character that is in that game is a very influential character in the Warhammer universe. His name is escaping me, but um, it looks really cool. looks like it's going to be well, uh, well acted and you know if they come if they do it right that could be a really sick title that could come out of the warhammer universe i was pretty impressed with that one yeah it did look yeah so much of um the armor and stuff in warhammer it really see so i i'm having a hard time trying to figure out who took what from where or they are they two original ideas that really because the armor and just the design of the armor and the weapons and stuff in Gears of War reminds me so much of what I see everybody wearing in Warhammer. And mm. that was the first thing that Space Marine said to me. I was like, I mean, I was like, wow, that, you know, I could see Marcus wearing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very, very. And then, you know, that those guys, and then you've got like the Inquisitors with the big, huge armor and the, and the big, bulky bodies. You know, very, very Gears of War. Absolutely, I agree. And I am a lover of real-time strategy games. I love real-time strategy. I'll, I mean, we're talking all the way back to the very first Command and Conquer. Um, mm. Oh yeah, um, all the Command and Conquer games. Um, I love Age of Empires. Halo Wars, 
I got to be honest with you, I'm pretty hyped about Dune Spice Wars. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. That looks pretty I, cool. I, I didn't really understand what they meant though, because didn't they say it was a four times RTS? Yeah. Is I that know. the speed of the game or what is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I've what that heard, means. I've yeah, never heard that, it called that's, that. That's new for me. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not really sure. But uh it looks good. I, a good RTS is never a bad thing. You know, I I played some old school um old school Warcraft and um and I played some StarCraft as well. So uh, I, I definitely enjoy a good RTS. I've, I've actually I've actually been playing um, Warhammer 2 in uh, anticipation of Warhammer 3 dropping in the Game Pass for PC. Oh, yeah. So so yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a day and date. That was with the that was they announced that right after the um, partnership with Sega to uh, work with their Azure servers and whatever. And then of course everybody was like, this doesn't mean that they're gonna come out with any games. And then they had literally announced Warhammer 3 was coming day and date to Game Pass for PC the next day. So, hey, so like what do you see, see on screen right now? What did you think when you were walking through this area? And you saw all these pillars with like outlines of some sort of like creatures. Yeah, so um, that area is a forerunner base, and there's a lot of forerunner. There's a lot of hints at the forerunners early on in in, in Halo Infinite. Um, so that to me is hinting at some of the technology that that it that they're used. And my guess is the banished is, um, and this is this stuff is early in the game, so I don't feel bad about talking about it. But you know, essentially, talk, the banished are talking about digging and trying to find something. Um, you know, obviously, the forerunner tech is huge, um, and I think that a lot of that uh, is coming from that, in my opinion. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to tell everybody what it is, but that, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to dance around this, but. Um, well, you know, first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, okay, um, we're going to find a new AI, um, I'm, or the weapon. I'm not too sure whether or not Master Chief knew it was going to be an AI when he got there, but so, and she's in between, she's in the middle of all these floating, um, you know, obelisks in the air that have these outlines of creatures and i'm thinking okay well these are all ais but then if you look at it some of them are shaped like the figures on them some of them are shaped like grunts some of them are shaped like elites some of them are shaped like forerunners um so i'm like what am i looking at here this is this is cray cray <laughs> yeah 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 it uh it, it my thing is like with Halo, Halo is going to be a ten-year game, and, and I don't think that I don't think that's conjecture. I, I think that they built an engine, uh, and they did all the work, you know, and tried to figure it out because you know I know that we've seen um, some of these. Uh, you know, Jason Schreier came out with some stuff that was talking about the internals of of the uh, building of Halo and all the stuff in, in the meantime and. Uh, they were discussing. They, they had they had discussed like just dropping the engine in general and going back to Unreal, and so they they put a lot of time and a lot of effort into making Slipspace work. 
Uh, and I think that the reason for that is because they're trying to build that 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 ten year game that they can add on and drop DLC and continue on his story um, in chapters almost. You know what I mean? But in like large DLC chunks. Um, so I think that whatever story we're getting is obviously going to be part of a major arcing story across um, more than just, you know, Zeta Halo, you know? I'm, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so, I mean, from that aspect, I think Destiny did, Destiny did it better than anybody. But they pissed me off when they killed Cade, so they can suck it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Cade was yeah. Cade was my favorite. He was even when times were bad, he always made light of the situation. And when he died, I'm like, yeah. Seriously, me and the wife stopped playing when they killed Cade. But in in the same respect, though, we're talking about so if I don't know if I show the map. I think I do show the map a little bit. Um, after I reach the open world here in this gameplay, but um, we all know how big and massive these rings are, and just the little bit that you get to see on the map, you're thinking, Wow, I mean, this could be huge. I mean, what happened? I mean, and what, for God forbid, what happens if the flood crash land on Hades, uh, Halo Zeta? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I would uh you know the Zeta the Zeta Halo ring is you know it's in the lore and it's and, you know and they talk about it in the books as well in the novels. So there's a lot of stuff that could be going on. And you know, I think that Halo Wars 2 did a really good job of setting everything up with Atriox and like and the banished and get and getting you introduced to that. Um there's a lot of potential, man. So much potential. A lot there's a lot of story that hasn't even been told, you know, inside of a Halo game. Um, that they could really just really, really deep dive into and, and start dropping into this game and just have a continuous flow of of Halo going into Xbox, going into Game Pass that can keep people if they decide they want to drop out, they come back to Game Pass, you know what I mean? To to play these games. It's really smart. Yeah. I mean, I haven't bought a first-party game since, well, since I got Game Pass. Yeah. And that's, and not, even, I, that's not even a dig against Xbox because that's what they want. They, subscriptions, it, it would be like, you know, if I subscribe to HBO Max, and then why would I, if I can go watch Dune on HBO Max, and obviously I would do that if I had the subscription rather than buying a hard copy of it. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like that's a dig on, on anything. I think that's a, that's a showcase for the service and how good the service is, you know? This is true, but let's get back to the game awards. So I'm a big fan of metal music. I mean, it's primarily my favorite type of music to play on guitar. Um, metal Hellsinger. Um, I'm a big fan of Trivium. I like Trivium. I like the music. I think they have a very versatile um, lead singer, Matt Heafy. Uh, shout out to you, brother. You've got two different types of voices, and I love them both. <laughs> but I'm not sure about it. Looked like a a rhythm shooter. 
power? Has that ever been done before? Uh, you know, I was confused <laughs> when, I, when I saw this game. I am interested to see how that plays out mechanically. Um, but I mean, heavy metal and shooting things kind of go hand in hand. So yes, I, it does. Doom I'm, has I'm, proved that. I'm, I'm into it. As you know, I am a fan of the Doom series. So I enjoy uh, ripping and tearing. So I'm, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Let, let, let's see how it plays out. You know, now if they get crazy with the mechanics while I'm trying to just slay some stuff, I hope that it's smooth. And you kind of, you know, you can kind of get, get a, obviously it being a rhythm, it's assuming you get a rhythm and you, you know, you can keep slaying in a rhythm as long as you're keeping that rhythm. So, uh, please don't let there be button sequences, please. No button sequences. That's that what, that's what I'm worried about. Like, like how, how is this going to play out? Is this what I'm asking? You know what I mean? Like, but I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I have, it's like, I have, do I have standards. to hit? Do I have to hit YBXA in order to shoot this one guy? And I don't know. I mean, I really hope they keep the the good, you know, the tried and true first person formula, the shooting mechanics, the the formula that has worked. I mean, I'm going to reference Doom because, I mean, Doom and Halo. That's, I mean, come on, they Halo started on console, and Doom just flat out started it. So don't no, I don't want to do button mashing. Please no. <laughs> yeah, like if it's and, like a, if it's like a timing thing, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, like 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 if I have to get this person, uh, if I have to get this enemy um, defeated before this next crescendo of the song or something like that, I could you know I could see that because that's a challenge and they may work very well. But if I just if all of the gameplay, the moving and the shooting is tied directly into the music, I don't think I'm going to have a good time with it. Hmm. Yeah. That, if, if, if that's, if that ends up being the case, eh, you know, I may not, I, I don't know, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Like I said, I have high standards um, after playing doom 2016, <laughs> anything that even remotely resembles that has really, really big shoes to fill. So, um, We'll see how it goes. I'll take a smarter, small break here and remind everybody to please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. It really helps out more than any of you realize, unless you are on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, please help. Going on to the next game in the list that I have here. Um, I love the reboot of the Star Trek movies, but um, I think that ship has sailed on Star Trek games. I'm not a big fan of what I'm yeah. seeing from Star Trek Resurgence. No, me neither. Me and neither. the next game in my list, Rumbleverse, to me, that it reminded me so much of oh see I, the name has already slipped my mind because it it wasn't very good what was that game that ninja theory did bleeding edge 
Yes, thank you, thank you. Bleeding Edge. It reminded me of Bleeding Edge without the projectiles because it's all melee. No, thank you. No, thank you. I like my crosshairs and I like shooting things down them. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm super good on that. Um, definitely did not stand out to me. I, I felt like that was uh, that to me was kind of like the lull point of the Game Awards, in my opinion. Um, there was a lot uh, that I was kind of, you know, at that point, I was just like, eh, you know, I was a lot of them were kind of missing me. Um, I'm slightly interested in. Um, and I know we don't talk about like Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I am a fan of Borderlands. I think that I think that might be cool, um, but I got to see a little bit more about it. Uh, but other than yeah. that, you know, like I said, I got to see more. You know, it's just it's it's just much. You know, I need to yeah, see a little more gameplay. And I, and, and like, they're all, it seems like they're always showing that game in trailer format. I would just like to see somebody on the sticks, you know, and see exactly how. Um, if she's basically doing like a tabletop game, right. And it's basically like real life, like a real life tabletop strategy game, but it's in first person. I need to see how that translates into the game. Like, is, is this just borderlands with like tiny Tina being crazy or is this a totally different kind of game, you know? And, ma and maybe some, you know, I don't, I just don't see it. I, I did like how they brought out the, um, the voice actor for tiny Tina on stage along with, uh, Oh, his name escapes me right now, but the guy that did the voice for Batman and does, um, yeah. The, yeah. The Lego show. Yeah. He's funny. He's a funny guy. I don't know his name, but he is funny. But you know, at the same time, I mean, along with Rumbleverse, tiny Tina's wonderland really i saw a lot more melee in what i've seen that i'm i think i'm really comfortable with because i mean we're we've gone from um borderlands 3 whose mantra was guns 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 more guns than you've ever seen billions of guns to mm -hmm. i've seen i've seen like two or three guns in the hands of people in tiny tina's wonderland and the rest of them are holding swords and i'm i'm like okay so what is this are you just gonna add that aspect or are we or is that going to be the main setting because it does look like we're 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 stepping back in time i've seen dinosaurs and stuff like that so i mean is this this wonderland going to be like a time travel or world travel or i'm i don't know but anyway i'm i will play it um, I'm a big fan of Borderlands, so I will check it out, and I'm sure me and the wife will play it because she's a big fan of Borderlands too. Moving yeah. on to a Plague Tale Requiem. Okay. Uh the first game was slow to get started, but after you got to the you know decrepit castle and kind of made a home for yourself and settled in, I really feel like that game took off. Uh, I, mm. I loved it. And everything that I've seen from Requiem, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I mean, yeah. Give me more Plague Tale. Just mm. less rats. Infect something else. Make something else sick. Can we have sick cats, sick dogs? Ton of rats. <laughs> I don't really care for rats. <laughs> it's just like a really bad issuing of 
uh, a New York City nightmare <laughs> with a ton of rats everywhere. Exactly. Um, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I did not play the first Plague Tale. Um, maybe I need to. It's not, it hasn't been on my radar. So if, if so, shame on me and I'll. Power Man it. has to leave the stream right now. He's got important <laughs> business to take care of. <laughs> Listen, you know, I don't. I just didn't know. You know, um, it, it looked cool, but so maybe you could tell me: Are you? Are you just? Are you sneaking around with the rats? Is that? Is that the thing? Right? You're trying to get no, your no, kid no, out? no, no. So no, 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 no. It's a very heartfelt and emotional adventure. Okay. Um, the plague plague tale is telling the story about a plague that is spread by the rats and everybody is freaking out and your family has been marked to be eliminated because the rats have been found to basically are their home is under your land so these people come and murder your parents in the beginning of the game and you and your brother have to survive and yes there's a lot of i mean your children yes the daughter's a little older um but she's looking out for her little brother and so there's a lot of sneaking around there's a lot of distracting um but as the game moves on you do you come into your own you you grow up and it really it's I, I can recommend it. No, I mean, no more, no more. I mean, I've already okay. put it out there. It's and that's of, and they're, and they're developed by Asobo, correct? Yes, made yes, Center. they are. Yep. And is that is that a first party studio? Did they buy Asobo yet? Um, it's on it's on Game Pass, I believe. I don't know if they've bought Asobo. Yeah, that's pretty a good sure question. they haven't. I'm pretty sure they haven't, but. Everything Osobo does is in collaboration with Microsoft. So don't know 100% on that. It would be a great, it would be a nice get if they did. Since we're on that same subject, did you happen to see um, what that Moon Studios uh, guy was talking about um, as far as like, dealing with microsoft and all this kind of stuff i thought it was really weird i don't know if you saw any of that but uh he was talking about very very strange that he was saying that he wanted um microsoft of all people to um to to, to, to branch out and put their games on more platforms um newsflash they put their games on more platforms than any other console my friend um you're not you don't see Half of the innovation coming out of Sony um, on PC, their games aren't day and date. Uh, their games can't be played on mobile other than remote play inside the same Wi-Fi network that you're currently on your console. Uh, Nintendo is still living in the, in the late 90s with how they sell and, and produce games. Um, albeit they'd make good first party games, but let's face facts, they don't even have party chat. You know, they don't have achievements. They don't have a lot of quality of life things that, um, Xbox kind of pioneered back in like 2005, 2006. Um, it's just, it was just really weird, uh, you know, how he started mentioning things about, you know, putting his game everywhere and, and that, 
Um, you know, I, I personally think that, I mean, Ori went to Nintendo switch, man, you know what I mean? Like that's a yeah. first, that was a first party game that, that I'm pretty sure they own the IP of. And, uh, I thought I, in my opinion, I think Xbox did, does a really good job of putting their stuff in a lot of different places and giving people access, which is really weird to me. I didn't know if you saw that. No. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I didn't see that, but, um, Thimber has your back where KY Bob falters. Thimber says that the old A Plague's Tale is on Game Pass and that the second game is day one on Game Pass. Oh, nice. Good. Good. Yep. Well, then I have no reason to not check it out. I wonder if it's uh, enhanced for the new consoles. That's it. That'd be interesting. Oh, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. Um, Asobo and I'm I'm I'd be surprised if Asobo and Microsoft aren't having dinner with each other every night now. <laughs> I'm, to be honest with you, what so um, so like when you're playing the game, like what what's the gameplay? Are you are you stabbing? Are you shooting? Are you you know are you using your kid as a club? Like what are we doing? Uh, no, um, when you start out, you do a lot of um, distracting um, with rocks and stuff, and you have to use. Um, lanterns and fire and torches to keep the uh, the infectious rats away from you and your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it it is like no other game I have ever played. So I'm 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 reaching now to try and find comparisons and uh, so so a unique take on the stealth genre. Is that yes. what I'm getting? Yes, yes, yes. Because you are children, and we're talking about these these knights and these warriors that are trying to stop a plague from ravishing the land. And anybody who's even remotely um, expected to be sick is taken out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, maybe maybe I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll I'll, I'll dig it out of my uh, massive mansion-sized backlog, and maybe it'll it'll come to the forefront. And everybody, we finally got a release date for Dying Light Two. Will it hold? February twenty second. Will it hold? We don't know, but fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Dude, I, I gotta be I, like I said. Another, this is another uh, Power Man being honest, right? So, I hadn't played Dying Light, and I saw that trailer, and I was like, dude, I was like, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am currently started. I just started uh, last night running through the the uh, the very first the first Dying Light, and dude, that game's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah that's a good that's a good game. Um, and I'm all about it. I love the parkour. I like, you know, beating the crap out of zombies and, uh, it's, it's just high quality, man. You know, it runs at like a hundred frames on my PC. I was like, dude, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Like they actually have a free weekend for dying light. The first one that's on steam right now and you can go play it. So if you can, yeah. So I said, I had no reason not to. I was like, Ooh, it's free. I'm going to download it. Let's try this out. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. I was like, I might buy this, you know? 
Fabio, you're a negative ninny. <laughs> what, Fabio. Fabio doesn't like dying light? No, no, I'll put it on screen. Yeah, one can hope that it's going to be released. <sighs> It'll it happen. It better, but it actually gives me a couple of months to beat the first one, so I'm actually okay with that. And we got more from Crossfire X, which yeah. yeah looks really, really good. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I, um, I'm kind of curious about how the whole supernatural thing came into play because I feel like they did it a 180 from the first time we saw Crossfire X. Seemed very serious, almost Counter Strike ish. And so I figured a campaign would be likewise. And then the next time we see Crossfire X, which was at, was it at the XO show or was it at this past E3 show? It was oh. like, they showed that, that supernatural aspect of the, um, the enemies and i was like whoa hold on now the gameplay still i mean the multiplayer is still going to be serious right <laughs> uh, yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know I, what to well, think now well, i tell you what they do i think that crossfire x to me this might be a hot take crossfire x looks like battlefield 2042 should have i mean when they were when they were using those winds was uh those like squirrel suits or whatever the wind suits then and diving in and the reticle, the reticles, and all that stuff that they use, it, it looks like a better, cleaner version of that new battlefield. The new battlefield that came out, man, it looks polished. I mean, there for a while, and then other than a few of the crazy technological differences, um, I think it looks really good. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I'm definitely jumping into it. it. It's, it's definitely piqued my interest for sure. Yeah, same here. And then. Um... <clears throat> something I want to speak on is so we've been hearing a lot of rumors and we've been getting told for years that it's happening and now it looks like it's finally coming to fruition and that is Halo the series and yes. I am glad that looks sick. I yeah, it does look sick. Um, it's like like the scars that Master Chief has on his back. Um, in that one scene where they show him without the armor, I'm like, like, whoa, dude! I thought it was just all the suit. Has he actually got implants? That's that's crazy. That's some sick well, shit. Well, no. Here's a little. Here's a little. Uh, here's a little knowledge for you, man. So the Spartan Two program. Um, so you know that they got them as a kid, right? So yes. th those scars are actual physical augmentations via surgery that Halsey, um, that was part, basically they augment your body to be able to wear the Mjolnir armor. They basically have to make the human body stronger to be able, because if you watch, um, and, and it's actually in the book when they talk about, uh, they tried to put it on initially and like the, the suit was so strong, it would just snap people's bones. You know what I mean? So they had oh, wow. to reinforce the bone, make you stronger. They go in and like, uh, like mess with your eyes and give you like these crazy reflexes and all these things. Yeah. This stuff is biological. Um, so, you know, chief chief's been through it, man, you know, and I think 75% of the people in that, in the Spartan program died 
uh, in the Spartan two program. Anyways, a lot of really cool lore. And, uh, Thimber says, uh, I will totally pay for power Mount plus. Well, I have a funny story about that Thimber. Um, so some of the NFL games that I want to watch aren't on my local television station. So I got Paramount Plus months ago because Paramount Plus owns CBS. And a little trickery with my, um, let's see here, a little trickery with my VPN. And I can make Paramount Plus think I am in another city so that I can watch the live CBS football games. Well, when I like jumped up in the middle of the living room and I was going, yes, yes, Paramount Plus, I've already got it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Perfect. Yeah, totally perfect. Oh, um, wasn't there supposed to be a, a, a behind the scenes, um, the story of Xbox creation of Xbox starting early this month? Uh, yeah, December 13th. That was, I thought it was. Oh, three days. Yeah. I was afraid I had missed it. I just talking about the Halo show. I remember that and. I'm glad I haven't missed it because yeah, I want to no, be the I'm, first to I, see that. Yeah, I want to watch that. That looks awesome. I love, I love um, that little 20th anniversary thing that they did when we talked about it a while back. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like the, the nostalgia and remembering uh, watching a lot of this stuff, you know, happen live, especially during like the 360 era, uh, was awesome, dude. So really, really going to be really cool to see, and it looks like it's going to be like several parts to it. So I'm super excited to see that. Um, behind the scenes, you know. Oh yeah. Let's see here. What should we talk about next? Do you want to go over the 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 games that actually won? Sure. Each of the game yeah. awards. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Hmm. So, let's start at the very top. Okay. Game of the year. Game of the year, we had Deathloop. It takes two. Metroid Dread, which... I have nothing against Nintendo. I honestly didn't know there was a new Metroid game. I'm sorry. (laughs) Psychonauts 2, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Resident Evil 8, which Village. Yeah. Um Well, I'll tell you what, my my game of the year from that list is Psychonauts. Um unequivocally. You know, I, I didn't, you know, and that's just the way I feel. I beat that I game feel- and I loved it. I feel exactly the same way. Yes, I really enjoyed It Takes Two. I played It Takes Two with the wife, and it was a great experience, especially for, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's good for friends, but to actually be a couple, um, a man and a woman playing in the roles of a man and a woman trying to rediscover each other and save their marriage 
really brought a new aspect to gaming to a married couple. Um, or you don't have to, you don't even have to be married, but mm-hmm. it was, it was special. But Psychonauts, I had played the first one. I loved the first one. And the second one, there was just so much. And it lived up to every bit of the hype. I mean, some people can even argue that Halo Infinite has just barely fallen short of the hype. But Psychonauts 2 nailed it. Soundtrack, gameplay, story. Because at the end of the first one, you're supposed to be heading to the headquarters and being a special agent and you get there and you're a freaking intern. Mm. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, that's not what I expected after playing the first one. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I I think it it was just so cool, man. Like all the level, every level, every design level in that game was so unique. My favorite being the, uh, the trippy get the band back together level easily my mm-hmm. favorite um and probably one of the highlights of the whole game in my opinion um the, the story that it was trying to tell i thought was really awesome and it was a lot cleaner and more polished than a lot of people were giving it credit for man like it just um i was really shocked that it didn't get any love um but i know on a gamer level i know a lot of people played the game and really enjoyed it so uh, you know, I, as far as like it takes two, I think that it was, I think it was deserving. I mean, it did a good job. I'm not, I'm not saying anything against it takes two, but you know, if you ask me personally, Cyclonauts two, you know. Yeah. <sighs> Best game direction. We had. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Returnal, Psychonauts 2, and Ratchet and Clank. And it was won by Deathloop. Yeah. Um, I got to go with Psychonauts there, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I got I, I to do the same. Fan, uh, you know. I've seen enough know. people play Deathloop to know that you just basically have to die over and 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 over, and over to learn everything and the whole story and beat the game. And that's game direction. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Thimber made a a good point about it takes two. And it's one of the reasons why a, I haven't, I haven't really messed with that game. It's like, I, you know, I work, you know, you know, me and you kind of, we have like really rough work schedules, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You understand it's hard to get somebody up, especially with my hours that I work and say, Hey, you want to finish this game with me? Good Lord, it's hard enough to get people up to get a, get a match of halo or something together. You know what I mean? Um, and then just commit to the co-op, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, you know, at, at younger um, times, it would have been a lot easier, but the, the obligatory mention of it always being co-op, I struggled with. I would I really do wish they would at least have added a bot. You know, I feel like you could have got a, a good chunk of the story or gotten the same feel, even if something else was controlling the other person, you know what I mean? Just to be able to play it. Um, that makes it a little hard, you know, for people who may not always have the ability to, to jump in with somebody, but yeah. um, which is another, you know, it's one of the reasons why I kind of avoided it. You know what I mean? I, I didn't, 
because I trying to find somebody like on the fly, like, Oh, can we, can we beat this for hours? You know what I mean? It's, it's hard. It's hard to commit to, but. And next on the list, best audio design, Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village, and Returnal. And it was won by Forza Horizon 5, yeah. and it deserved it. From the music to... Okay, if you haven't played Forza Horizon 5, you can go into your garage and just make a minor little tweak um, to the engine, to just a little bit of performance... And then you come out of the garage and stomp on the gas and you can actually tell a difference in the sound of the exhaust because of what you just did. No yeah. racing game has ever done that before. Yeah. I, it was crazy. And we're not they, talking they, about they, changing the exhaust. If you change the intake, it will change your the sound of your exhaust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure will. Your car, your car will come out sounding completely different. Uh, and that's why I, I wholeheartedly believe that they deserved it. Uh, they deserve more games. They deserve they deserve more awards than they got. I found it strange that they can win best audio design, but somehow they can't win best you know or get, they can't win game of the year. Uh, I find that a little strange that they can win anything. I, you know that whole yeah. idea about not making the cutoff and stuff like that. That's that's a whole other thing. I. I you know, like I said, you know, if, it, if if I was a game developer, I would be avoid if you if you cared and you wanted your game to be highlighted in these shows, man, I'd be avoiding like November, December, like the plague. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, I feel like a lot of games get kind of lost, you know, like if it comes out um, like uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Remember that? You know, everybody that game came out and then it, and then it was it was late, late, late. And um, that, that game was amazing. That was my game of the year you know, for that, for that, for that year. And it got, you know, kind of lost, you know, because it was late in the year. So mm, I'm skimming over games, right. Uh, awards right now. I'm only going to hit the biggest ones. Uh, so I was kind of surprised about best performance in a game because I really thought that Esposito and Far Cry 6 I thought he did a really good job. I don't think he got as much screen time as he deserved um, as yeah. far as his performance. But at the same time, I'm not taking anything away from Maggie Robinson either um, because that seven-foot lady in Resident Evil 8 was simply terrifying. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And to yeah. see her on stage, <laughs> they nailed it. I mean, she was like a foot taller than the person she was standing next to. Yeah, it was yeah, crazy. she was. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I guess that. I guess the mocap must have been true to form. You know, yeah. maybe 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 slightly exaggerated. I think he picks up uh, uh, picks up Chris Redfield like a baby, right? Like a toddler <laughs> at one point. So. Um, I was kind of let down that it wasn't even nominated for best ongoing game. So you had Apex Legends, Call of Duty Warzone, Final Fantasy Eight, or was that ten? Fourteen. Fourteen. Sorry, I had, I had to do the math. Uh, <laughs> the math by Roman numerals. Final Fantasy fourteen online. Fortnite. And Jensen Impact, mm -hmm. and the winner was Final Fantasy 14 Online. Mm -hmm. 
which I, I mean, I like me some Final Fantasy, but I'm disappointed that State of Decay 2 was not in that list because hmm. Undead Labs every month has a developer sit down with the community. They're always adding things to the bounty um, aspect of the game. They're always updating the game. They're always adding maps. Uh, that game, solid, for the last three years, has they've been behind that game wholeheartedly and right there with the community. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, I would have been happy if it had just been nominated. I didn't play Final Fantasy XIV online. Um, so I can't say it does or doesn't. I'm just saying that, you know, State of Decay 2 should have gotten a little love for ongoing because of their support and their transparency with the community. And let's see. I think I'm surprised that, uh, I mean, look at. Look at the the after launch support for Sea of Thieves, man. You know what I mean? Like that game, that game is a, a literal uh, redemption arc of what of what it dropped as, you know. And now there's full blown campaign missions, and and it's one of the most played games on Steam. You know, um, this is true. Yeah, I mean, I was really surprised that wasn't made as an ongoing game. I, I do know that. Um, Final Fantasy XIV has made a, a huge resurgence, mainly because of the whole Activision Blizzard stuff, and people have just kind of been running away from World of Warcraft. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Best narrative. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Psychonauts 2. For best narrative, Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Absolutely. Should have won that. Should have won that. And I wouldn't have been mad at it if it would have won some other ones too, to be honest. Like I said, highly underrated. Um, If you like superheroes and if you like, you know, if you like action games, you should be playing Guardians of the Galaxy. 100%. This is true. Hmm. Okay. Innovation and accessibility. We had big games in this category. Not really sure what it means, innovation and accessibility. So I'm guessing uh, things that most people haven't, uh, most developers haven't done before, and being more accessible. You had Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank, and The Veil. And it was won by Forza Horizon 5. Right. As it should. Uh, I think they have... Oh, I think the big thing was that they actually have a uh, sign language interpreter in the game that you can access to be able to, um, you know, tra- translate or whatever, uh, what, what the game's saying or what it's doing. Um, and then, of course, you know, Xbox has the... Um, the controllers for people with uh, access or uh, you know disabilities or whatever's going on. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of kind of leading the charge in that area. Um, and then I think that's why Microsoft's gotten a lot of goodwill, right? Is you're seeing a lot of people that may not have been able to 
um, play games. You know, they shared the story of the, of the kid that got in a motorcycle accident and lost the function in his hands. And he was able to, uh, he was able to play games using the, um, using the controller. And that, that's cool to see, man. You know what I mean? You, you, you love to see stuff like that. Anything with accessibility and, and being able to, uh, let people who wouldn't normally play games, play games, you know, and that, that's what it's all about. So. And, uh, going to wrap this up with best action game back for blood chivalry Two, death loop far cry six and returnal mm. and it was won by returnal mm-hmm. um mm. I, I don't know did you play did you play returnal did you no like returnal i no? did not play returnal but from everything I've, from what I've seen of Returnal, I would have thought there had been more. I mean, I played, I played, I have played Chivalry Two, Back for Blood, Far Cry Six, um, and I will play Deathloop. Um, but I would have thought Back for Blood. And Far Cry Six had more action than Returnal did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just Far Cry Six. You could get, you could create chaos. Back for Blood, chaos came after you, and there was nothing you could do about it. So, but I mean, yeah. I can't I can't speak on it because I haven't played it, and I'm not that type of person to <sighs> say something about a game I haven't played. Yeah, me neither. I haven't played it, but uh, the reason why I haven't played it, uh, listen, that I think that the everything about that game I thought was interesting until I heard the actual like gameplay loop of it, and I'm just not interested in that stuff. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I I'm not gonna play, I'm not gonna play and die and start all the way over again. Um, <laughs> that's just not the type of game that I want to play. You know, shout out to everybody that can or does like them if you guys are into that, but. I just, it doesn't really call to me. Um, and to me, witnessing the same action over and over again uh, doesn't feel as appealing as something like Back for Blood or uh, even Far Cry, where you're just like, it may be still like shooting is shooting, right? But at the end of the day, you're shooting different things, different people, and kind of making your own way, you know? So, but, you yeah. know. Shout out to those guys that made it, you know, making games is hard. So House Mark uh clearly did their thing on that stuff, you know, not one to not one to not give credit where credit's due. Um just because a game's not for me doesn't mean it's not for somebody else. This is true to each their own. Um well I think we'll wrap up episode five of the Xbox Live Party Podcast USA stream. Um power man where can people find you oh you can find me on twitter in the trenches man um it's at powerman 4k and you'll catch me here typically every thursday i know we had a delay this week but uh i'll be on here talking about games giving my opinion man um shout out to everybody in the chat shout out to everybody who listens to this later um and please be sure to share us out and, and like it and um you know kind of spread the word for us man Other than that, man, that's it. 
Thank you very much. And this is KY Bob, your host. And you can catch me at KY Bob on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, YouTube. For some reason, nobody wanted the name KY Bob. I had it all to myself, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I, easy to remember. And you can catch me every Thursday as your host for the USA stream of the Xbox Live Party Podcast and every other weekend on the Mothership Show on Saturdays. And please like, share, and subscribe this. Get us out there. We really appreciate it. Everybody, have a great and glorious weekend, and we will see you next week. <laughs>